The PropCast on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network is presented by WinBet. Bet $100 at WinBet and get a $100 free bet. Head over to sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash WinBet. That's sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash W-Y-N-N-B-E-T to claim your free bet today. Welcome, everyone, to the PropCast, part of the Sports Gambling Podcast Network. It is Wednesday, August 10th, currently 10.49 on the West Coast, here to talk about some more season-long player props. We're going to attack the NFC South today, and joining me, it's a full house today. First, the main man, both on the West Coast, co-host of the PropCast, DFL, Gambling Pod, NASCAR, F1. I forgot something in there. I'm for sure that I forgot something. But one of the word- hardest working men at SGPN, Rod Gomez. Rod, how you doing, buddy? I don't know how many pods I host either. I just turn on the mic and I just keep talking until somebody tells <laughs> me to stop. So I'm doing good, man. Uh, excited to be on the PropCast. Excited for the NFL season to crank because who needs more sleep and who needs more time in their day? Not me. Not me, man. No, no, it's as soon as it turned August 1st on the calendar, there's no more sleeping for uh, guys like us. But also joining us also on the West Coast. He's a very busy man these days, but hey, he's always going to make time for the prop cast. It's my main man, Dan Titus. Dan, how you feeling, buddy? What up, Munaf? Uh, sad I couldn't join you guys last week, man. I know we kicked this off, but I know you guys got some good bets in there. So uh, I'm ready to continue the uh, continue the trend here, man. Let's let's break these books off. Yes, sir. Yeah, like I said, we'll talk about the NFC South today. We'll uh, briefly touch on each team. Uh, we'll touch and uh, touch on the win totals as well. I'll give our predictions there, and then of course we'll dive into our season-long player props for the NFC South. Uh, gentlemen, let's just dive right into it. NFC South. Uh, we'll discuss each team briefly in this division between uh, the Bucks, the Saints, the Falcons, and the Carolina Panthers. I'll just kind of go in alphabetical order here. Let's just kick it off here with the Atlanta Falcons. Last season, they ended the year 7-10. and 10. The big news with Matt Ryan leaving or getting traded from the organization that he's been with in his entire career to the Indianapolis Colts. Insert Marcus Mariota, second-year head coach Arthur Smith, who he does have familiarity with when they were together with the Tennessee Titans. Um, but, you know, it's it's a whole new regime in Atlanta now for this uh, Falcons team right now, the current win total over on win bet. It's sitting at four and a half for this season. Dan, let me start with you with the Atlanta Falcons. Uh, like I mentioned, it's a brand new regime regime here. They drafted Desmond, Desmond reader, maybe to be the quarterback of the future. I know they brought in Marcus Mariota, who was a backup quarterback over the past several years, uh, more so with the, um, Las Vegas Raiders last year, but now they bring it in. Looks like he is going to be the starting quarterback for this team. Some young talent on this team with Kyle Pitts. They drafted Drake London uh, in that top 10. But what are your outlook for this team going into the season? Uh, win total is sitting at four and a half. It's not high. Um, I'm not high on this division in general. Um, but, you know, looking at the Atlanta Falcons, I, I think that they committed to Marcus Mariota f- to a two-year deal. To me, I, I don't know that Desmond Ritter is necessarily going to um, enter the fold just yet. Uh, maybe we can see it after a bye week if Mariota really struggles. But yeah, I, I just it's hard for me to get behind this team and and their four and a half wins. Like this is a stay away bet for me. I lean the under, mainly because like they're gonna sneak out maybe maybe one or two divisional wins. But then outside of that, it's like I, I just don't know that I can get around this defense. You know, Mariota, we haven't seen him be a quarterback for a while. The running back room. I mean, it consists of a bunch of journeymen plus, you know, Tyler Algier from BYU, who, who who could emerge as a as one of the lead backs. But, you know, without Calvin Ridley there, Kyle Pitts should be the man. I think he'll be very good statistically, but uh, we know he struggled to find the end zone. And I think that they're going to continue to do that. I think that this team is going to really struggle to put points on the board. They're going to be playing from behind a lot of negative game scripts. So, um yeah, I'm pretty much just fading this team. I don't, I don't really like, you know, Drake London, I think, certainly has drawn comparisons to Mike Evans, and he, he could be a guy that could be a red zone threat um, or down th- downfield threat. But, yeah, yeah, I'm not, not overly optimistic about this squad. Rod, Atlanta Falcons. 
So, you know, WinBet's giving you a really good price at this because elsewhere you can find them at five and a half. And I'm not sure that I like that one. I do like four, though, because look, as much as, as this division is horrible, there's some very winnable games, especially in the beginning of the season. They've got the Saints. You can kind of say, and I, I'm a little higher on Marcus Mariota, I think, than ma many people are. I like his talent. I think he's been a good quarterback. He's got the raw end of a couple of deals. Yeah, he played for a good Tennessee team, but he only he only had one technical losing season, and that's when he got hurt at two or at two and four, seven and six, nine and six, eight and seven. You know, with some some good teams. Yes, the, the Atlanta Falcons are not the good teams, but I still think there's some winnable games. Like I said, the Saints in Week One, Cleveland in Week Two. That gives you two wins right there. They have a game in Week Eight against the Panthers. I think that's a winnable game. Nine or 10 against the Panthers. That's four already right there. And then they've got the Saints again in week 15. So, you know, they're there. And then they can maybe shock a couple of teams early on as well. Is the yeah, path I mean, going to be easy? No, but it's it's doable, I think. Yeah, and I think they're kind of, uh, they are improved, at least at the skill positions uh, going into the season. I know last year, um, you know, running back, they had Cordero Patterson back there. And he's still listed as the starting running back for this team. Um and, you know, Dan, like you mentioned, Tyler Al Algier may, you know, make an emergence this season. They also do have Damian Williams that they started uh, in that, uh, sorry, that running back group for this team. But they also traded for Brian Edwards. Okay, you have Drake London, like I said, they drafted in the top 10 there. Kyle Pitts should make, you know, another step up. So they do have some playmakers on offense, but it just feels like that it's, it's going to take, I think I agree with Dan here, that it may take another year or two for them to kind of gel together. And now that... Arthur Smith is on his second quarterback in his second year coaching this team. There, there's, there really isn't stability yet for this team. So, um, again, I also do think that they'll struggle to put up points in, in games this season and kind of just looking at the opposing uh, defenses that they are playing. They play, let's see here, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, seven teams that are ranked inside the top 10 uh, in pass in rush defense. And they also face uh, about six teams that are ranked inside the top 10 as far as pass defense. So defensively, their opponents, they are going to be pretty good. They also do play some teams that are, you know, they, they have the Rams this season. They have the, uh, the Tampa Bay Bucks twice. Obviously, in that division, they play the Chargers. Um, you know, they have the Ravens on the schedule as well. So, yeah, there are some winnable games, I think. But, uh, again, I'm not very high on this team either. So, I, I'm also leaning toward the under four and a half uh, for the Atlanta Falcons. Dan, you're also on the under four and a half here for the Falcons? Yeah, I'm under the four and a half here. Um, and just want to throw out one other note on Marcus Mariota. Um, since being drafted in 2015, he's 26 and 35 and two against the spread, 42.6%, the fourth least profitable QB in the NFL. And there we go. Rod, you're a little higher on the Falcons, right? So you're taking the over four and a half? I'm taking the over four and a half. I think they can okay. find a way to five wins. All maybe, right. maybe that's just the, the optimistic guy in me in the sunshine colored glasses, but I, I, I like it. I'm okay. Okay. <laughs> All right, yeah, hey man, we it's always uh, good to disagree on, especially on these pods, because a lot of them just agree with each other. Content gets a little vanilla. But uh, next team in this uh, division, the Carolina Panthers. Last season, this team started off three and zero, and then they only won two of their final fourteen games on the season. They lost Christian McCaffrey. They had Sam Darnold as the starting quarterback. Uh, he only played in twelve games. Signed Cam Newton. He played for eight games, and then they had P.J. Walker also play for this team. But you kind of looking at this team, and, and they the big news was that they brought in Baker Mayfield to be their starting quarterback. I know this, there's a lot of depth at that, or I guess we could say there's depth at that uh, wide, sorry, the quarterback room with Darnold, with P.J. Walker, with their draft pick of Matt Corral, and obviously Baker Mayfield. Rod, let me start with you with this team. Last season, they finished, um, like I mentioned, 5-12. and 12. This season, their win total is set at 6.5. What is your outlook for the Carolina Panthers coming up for this season? Not as bright as my outlook for the Atlanta Falcons. I'll give you that much. Uh, look back at the last three seasons. They've had exactly five wins in all three of those seasons. 5-12, 5-11, This team's always been a mess. And, and with Christian McCaffrey going down the last couple of years, it's thrown it even more into flux. And 
look, Baker Mayfield's not necessarily the biggest upgrade in the world over Sam Darnold, and they're still going to fight in camp over who's actually going to start, right? They're, they're not even saying that they're going to rule anybody out yet. They haven't named a starting quarter, unless I missed a tweet in the last couple of days. Uh, yeah, I mean, Matt Rule's even saying, I don't know who's going to start. So you tell me that a team that doesn't know that has two QB2s at this point trying to fight for QB1, I don't see it's going to be a much better situation for them. Is Christian McCaffrey going to stay healthy all year? I don't know. I mean, that was the question the last couple of years. So, yeah, I, I'm taking the under on this one as because it just doesn't seem to me that the Panthers are going to be uh, winning very many games at all <laughs> this season, to be honest with you. Yeah, McCaffrey last season, uh, seven games he played in, 442 rushing yards. Uh, he had 343 uh, receiving yards. You know, he was obviously racking up the um, the the total yardage for this team, but um, sorry, I, oh, I, I, <laughs> uh, but um, I, I think that again, I, again, you like you mentioned that Christian McCaffrey's health is always a question because he's like he is the engine for this offense here for the Carolina Panthers. Dan, outlook for the Carolina Panthers. Yeah, man, I'm I would love if Winbet could post a first coach fired because I think Matt Rule yeah. would certainly be in contention for that. Um this dude just doesn't get it and you know there's a touchdown celebrations that he wasn't feeling. He's got these ridiculous Jay-Z quotes. He's just a I just don't think he relates to players at all. So the fact that he's already putting some QB controversy in there, saying that Baker Mayfield has yet to beat out Sam Darnold, um, it's just starting to get messy and it's getting a little bit closer to the season. Maybe we'll get some idea, but the success of this team really hinges on CMC and his availability, and he hasn't been healthy the last two seasons. So if he can get through the season, I, I think five and a half is is probably a, a good line that I would want to take the over, but I can't trust his health. So unfortunately, it's a stay away from me. And I think that CMC is certainly a person that if you're betting season long props, you'll want to look at him just given his injury history. Like you want to be optimistic about people. But, you know, even if you scale back his workload, man, this dude has not been able to stay healthy after having a pretty considerable workload uh, to start his career. So um, I'm, I'm pretty much out on the Panthers as well, man. I, I think that um, I actually have a, a bet that I that I made just recently uh, to finish the division Tampa Bay first. Uh, St. Second, Carolina third, and Atlanta fourth. That gets you mm. plus 175. So uh, I think that will be the exact order of this division once all said and done. Yeah, it's pretty solid. I agree with you about Matt Rule. It just seems like that he, from coming from the college ranks into the professional level, he just hasn't seemed to figure out what he's doing. And when you have two quarterbacks in the room, you have zero quarterbacks uh, to, to play with also as well. Oh, so. and let's not forget, you also drafted a quarterback. Yeah, so exactly. it's like, what, yeah. what are y'all doing? <laughs> and, they, you know, the, the the glamour about this team or the excitement was P.J. Walker as well for this team. So yeah. now you have – and now you're going to have quarterbacks that whoever is starting – let's say Baker Mayfield is starting that if he has a couple rough games, he's going to be looking over his shoulder that, hey, if Sam Darnold's on this team, Matt Rule's going to make that change. Or even if Matt Corral impresses – throughout training camp and then preseason that a he may who knows he may put him in as well so yeah i think we're all out on this team i I agree with you i'm taking the under six and a half uh for this team as well before we get over to the new orleans uh saints let me tell you guys about our presenting sponsor win bet thinking of joining win bet well now is a perfect time new customers who bet hundred dollars get a hundred dollar free bet if you're betting baseball, you have to check out WinBet. Their reduced juice in baseball games makes them the best place to bet MLB. Plus, the WinBet Casino is always open 24 hours a day where you can get a 100% deposit bonus up to $1,000. There's so much to choose from, and all you have to do is head over to sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash WinBet so they know we sent you that sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash W-Y-N-N-B-E-T to claim your free bets today. Offer subject to change terms and conditions at winbet.com. Must be 21 years or older and present in the state where playthrough winbet is available. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem, call 1 800 522 4700. We're also brought to you by Trader. What is Odds Trader? Odds Trader is a place to compare odds from all major sports books. You can also compare the different signup codes and promotions from sports books to to get the best deal. The app also provides player statistics, key game stats, injury reports, and projected game day weather. For betters to make the most informed bets possible. It also has a bet tracker to so betters can keep uh, records of all the games that you're betting and your betting activity. So all you have to do 
to take advantage of this is go to oddstrader.com slash blue wire. That's oddstrader.com slash blue wire. Oddstrader, the number one site for all your game day bets. All right, gentlemen, let's get over to the next team. That's probably one of the uh, darlings, I think, coming into the season, just because you feel like there's a lot of excitement around this team. The New Orleans Saints, Dennis Allen takes over as the head coach for this team. He was a defensive coordinator for this team, now gets promoted to the head coaching uh, position with Sean Payton out the door. Last season, this team ended uh, with a 9-8 and record. No Michael Thomas at all last season. Uh, Jameis Winston less left the, the team last year as well with a torn ACL. He is back, but we did read reports that he um, rolled the ankle. We don't know the severity of it, but I think that he will be fine uh, for his team. Alvin Kamara is back. Uh, I know he's dealing with the legal situation, but I don't not sure if that's going to affect really his playing time at least this season. But that was something to keep an eye on for sure. And also, they do get Michael Thomas back for this team with that wide receiving group. You also drafted Chris Olave out of Ohio State for the New Orleans Saints. So things seem to be trending up for this New Orleans Saints team. It seems like the pieces are in place. Currently, their win total right now is sitting at eight and a half for this team. Dan, let me start with you with the New Orleans Saints here, my man. Uh, total at eight and a half, but what's your outlook for this team going into this next season? Eight and a half. Um, oof. That's like the perfect number. I wish it was at seven and a half. Um, <laughs> I feel like they can get to nine and eight. So I'll take the over on it. And it really just hinges on, like, I think they dodged the bullet with James Winston not being um significantly hurt in in preseason i think he sprained his ankle so they'll probably limit his reps here on out but um he was playing great for the saints uh before he tore his acl i think they were five and two i I believe before he went out Mm -hmm. so you know i think that there's a positive outlook you got michael thomas back he looks like he's healthy you draft chris alave you bring in jarvis landry sure you know alvin Kamara might miss some games but i think that there's some that are saying that they got to wait through the legal processes run out and there's a chance that he avoids suspension going into next year. So yeah. I'll buy that. I'll buy that right now. Um, and then you figure you also have, I mean, it's a new head coach um, and Dennis Allen there, but I think he's, he's been in the system long enough, right? Like, he knows Sean Payton, I, I don't think that there's going to be too many uh, issues in terms of learning the playbook or, or even the scheme of the offense. So, um, I think this team is going to be second best in the division. They always give uh, uh, give some trouble to the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. So, you know, I think that this team definitely has some upside here. And 9-8, and eight, you know, to finish out the season, I think that that's certainly within the, the realm of possibilities here. Um, if they can stay healthy, Michael Thomas is on the field. And, you know, they also have Mark Ingram there in, in the event that Alvin Kamara uh, does get suspended. So I think that this team is, is, is definitely good on both sides of the ball. I think they're going to be solid. Yeah, they have the eighth uh, easiest, or sorry, the ninth easiest schedule coming into this season. And and you know, last season for this team, it was it was really a roller coaster, like you mentioned, Dan. Like they started the season five and two with Winston there, then they went on to lose uh, five games in a row, but they closed the season now winning four of the last five games uh, uh, during the regular season. So um, yeah, I, I'm high on this team as well. I, I like the pieces, and and I think the biggest key for me, what you just mentioned there, Dan, is that they promoted within. From their organization right it was an outside hire so i right. think the key really there is that he's familiar with what the organization did i know he was a defensive coordinator but when you're in those meetings you kind of know what's happening both on offense and defense and then you get to learn from a line about a mind like uh sean payton um you know to take over as a head coach of this new orleans saints football team rod uh same question man new orleans saints outlook for this upcoming season you know, if you'd asked me a couple of months ago, I don't know that I'd been high. I, I don't know what it is about the Saints, but they can probably they can go out and win the Super Bowl. And I'm still like, meh, but they're the same. <laughs> you know, like I, I still don't get super excited about the New Orleans Saints like everybody else does. And Jameis Winston, I, I still don't know if I'm 100 percent on board with him being a, a transcendent quarterback in New Orleans for them. So, yeah, he was doing well, but then he wasn't. So, I mean, this is the story of Jameis Winston. Yeah, he does well, but then he doesn't. So at what point is he not going to this season? So Dan, Dan swaying me on the nine win season, but it's tough because I still don't know that it's going to be all the way comfortable for me to say nine wins this year. Cause yeah. maybe Michael Thomas doesn't stay on the field. Uh, Alvin Kamara, yeah. he's not the monster that he used to be. We used to fear Alvin Kamara, especially in fantasy, 
but that just hasn't happened in the last couple of seasons. Is that quarterback play? Is that poor play on the field? I, who knows at this point? That's that's really what we're at. So there's so many question marks around this team that for a nine-win season, it almost feels like it's too much. Uh, and and I think you're right, Dan. If this was seven, if this was you know somewhere in that vicinity, I'd feel more comfortable. But you know, eight and a half that makes me a little queasy. So I I don't know. Yeah, I think the one thing that we're, they're really going to improve is that wide receiving group. Because if you take a look at last year, they the leading uh, receiver for this team was Marcus uh, Marcus C- uh, Callaway, who only had 698 uh, receiving yards. Then it was followed by uh, Deontay Hardy, who had 570 yards. How many people have heard of this guy? But um, – <laughs> You know, now, like like we mentioned, they're getting Michael Thomas back. You drafted Chris Olave, Jarvis Landry, like Dan also mentioned. So that's that that group right there is is significantly better with it than they, what they had last season. And then you talk about Alvin Kamara. Yeah, Rod, you're right. I mean, there was this was a guy maybe two seasons ago that we feared in fantasy, but he, you know, he's dealt with you know some injuries, being in and out of the lineup. Um, again, like we mentioned the legal issue, but you know that process kind of has to play out. So I think there's going to be pressure that comes off of Alvin Kamara now that. You have Michael Thomas, you have Chris Olave, you have Jarvis Landry, you get Jameis Winston back, who I think that is the best quarterback within this team. I know they tried Taysom Hill last year. He had some bright spots, but overall, he's just not a starting quarterback in this league. You know, you could use him in those gadget plays or down in the red zone or run wildcat and things like that. But when you have a a guy that can actually throw the ball, let's not forget Jameson Winston also got LASIK done. So maybe that improves his eyesight uh, coming into the season as well. But yeah, I, I I like the Saints team. Uh, I like where they're at. Um, again, we talked at the top how this division within those you know outside of the temp, uh, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers that those three teams with the with the Saints, the Panthers, and and, and uh, uh, the Falcons that the Saints can beat up on those two teams at the bottom and possibly sneak out some out of division wins and be in contention to gate get possibly nine or ten wins. So I'm gonna go over eight and a half uh, with this team here as well. Um, uh, I'm, I'm high on this team. All right. Last, uh, team in this division. It's the Tom Tampa Bay, uh, Buccaneers last season. They finished, uh, let's see, what was it? 12 and 15. I want to say, was it last year? Um, I am very bitter last year because I felt like that, uh, Tom Brady should have won MVP, but that's a separate conversation that we'll have to have later. But, um, you know, looking at this team, you get obviously Tom Brady back with everything that happened in the offseason with the rumors with the Miami Dolphins and things like that. They did finish last year 13 and four. I'm sorry, seven and one at home. Big news. Antonio Brown had the whole fiasco at the end of the season last year. Uh, the uh, the drama and things that he called out with Bruce Arians and blah, blah, blah. I don't want to get into that, but. No Antonio Brown, uh, no uh, Rob Gronkowski, quote unquote, I am retired. But if Tom Brady is going to make a phone call midseason, you know, you better believe that Gronkowski is going to be on this roster. But Mike Evans, uh, you still have him. They recently signed Julio Jones, where the videos I've been looking at from their training camp, he looks really good for this team. I always, when you have Tom Brady in your backfield as your starting quarterback, you always have a chance to go out and win a ring. But Dan, let me start with you. Tampa Bay Buccaneers, they come into the season with their win total at 11.5 over on win bet. Uh, what do you think for this team and their outlook for this season? Ooh, man, 11.5, man. That's a tough That's a tough number to get to. And, you know, I, I think people are probably just buying into the it's Tom Brady hype. And I don't know, man. I got concerns about their offensive line. Tristan yeah. Wirfs continues to be one of the best um, offensive interior lineman in the NFL, but you know, losing their center in the preseason certainly does not help. I mean, if you look at your weapons on the outside, you got reliable Mike Evans, who's gone eight straight seasons with a thousand yards, definitely helps. But you know, Chris Godwin's not 100% yet. I don't think that they've cleared him for week one just yet. Russell Gage comes in, certainly um, could be helpful, but I, I don't know. I think this team got a little bit worse in the offseason here, and you're also getting the coaching change. You know, Todd Bowles steps up to be their new head coach. Granted, he was there um, replacing Bruce Arians, but I don't know. I think Tom's got a little bit bit less of weapons. Um, This defense um, didn't see too many improvements. So, you know, I think that we're looking at a a team that could certainly get to 12 wins, but I'm going to pass on the bet just because I think 11 and a half, I don't want to bet against Tom. 
because they are by <laughs> far the best of the best team in this division. So they could, I wouldn't be surprised if they got five wins in the division, to be honest. Um, so I would probably find alternate lines that are probably more favorable because if you bet Tampa Bay to win this division at minus 250, like there's no value in that. Right. Um, so that win total, a little bit too much, but I think that the the Bucks are definitely going to be good. Um, how good will will hinge on Tom Brady, his health, that line. Um, Leonard Fournette, I think, should have a, a solid season. He was one of the one of the premier backs. Um, definitely surprised a lot of people in the fantasy community last year, and I think he's going you know within this first two rounds this year. So um, if he's not f- super fat by by week one, I think they should be all right. Yeah, if you kind of take a look at the schedule of past defenses and rush defenses that they, they uh, face this season, uh, they don't. They, it's it's uh, the I'm sorry, the past defense and rush defense that they're facing, they are below average uh, the opposition. So, um, I, and they also do have the seventh easiest schedule uh, in this uh, upcoming season, do the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. But there's no way in hell I am betting against Tom Brady. That should be one of the rules when you are betting NFL. Do not bet against Tom Brady because every year the conversation piece always is is that he's a year older. Where well, it just seems like Benjamin Button, where he just keeps on getting better with age and whatever the, you know his diet regimen is, it, it's it's working for him. And you know, for this guy, what he's able to do the last two years with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, not only win a ring in his first year there, and I think got robbed of the MVP last year, but he's going to make do with what he has. And, and we saw that with the with the New England Patriots, where they didn't have the greatest guys at the skill position. Um, at the, at the skill position uh, players, you know, but this season on this Tampa Bay team, he's had the weapons. And I think that he's going to be able to pick up right where he kind of left off. Um, Rod, same question about the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. What's your outlook for this team? Uh, win total of over 11, over under 11 and a half. If you shop around, you can actually get this at plus money, the over uh, at a low over 11 and a half at plus money. I actually like that. Because I, I do think that they're going to get at least 12 wins this season. Um, and and look, not for nothing, but it, it's Tom Brady with Julio Jones. Julio Jones may yeah, have... Yeah, how can I forget Julio? Yeah, yeah. right? I mean, it, it, uh, he may have fallen off a step or two, but at the same time, he's still Julio Jones. And who knows what Tom Brady can do with, with Julio, <laughs> Mike Evans. Like, it just... It, that roster is stacked offensively. And, and defensively, they weren't that bad last year either. So... Again, this team is is built to win, and it's still built to win. It almost feels like the Patriots of a few years ago with Tom Brady. They just build these teams around him that can actually go out and win, and they're chasing wins. And let's not forget that Gronk may be gone, but Bug Howard is now uh, a tight end with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Bug Howard, of course, from the USFL fame, uh, playing some some USFL in there. So yeah, I mean, look, they they've got a good solid team still. This is the the uh, Tampa Bay Buccaneers and twelve wins doesn't seem like it's out of the picture. And if I'm getting plus money for twelve wins and not betting against Tom Brady, I- I'll take that all day, every day. Brody, obviously, all right. Danny, you have something to add there? Yeah, I just wanted to add that uh, Tom Brady preseason win total overs. Um, he's hit. He's gone two and zero so far in his career with the Bucks. It was nine and a half in twenty twenty. They got 11. 12 last year. They got thirteen. Um, he's sixteen three and two over the course of his career to the over in his win total preseason win totals. Crazy. You don't bet against Tom. You do not. You do not. And I always have to remind my friends. That's crazy. That they're not Brady fans because they are. They're they're fat. They're uh, sorry. They're uh, Dolphins fans. When he was with the Patriots, that AFC East division, and they hated Tom Brady. I was like, well, one one rule, do not bet against Tom Brady. And they did it every single time when he was in the Super Bowl and lost more more times than not. So do not bet against Tom Brady. I, I like the over 11 and a half here. Again, like Rod said, if you're able to find plus money on that, uh, I think that, you know, Tom Brady is going to go up. Well, who knows? This may be his last season. I think that he'll go out uh, on top uh, coming into this season. Um. You guys have anything else you want to add to the division talk that we just had there uh, before we get into our season-long player props? Uh, Rod, anything to add? It's just such a uh, – it's Tampa Bay, and then who knows what the hell else is going to drop off. Yeah. yeah. Even in the books, even in the in the odds, it's like Tampa at minus, and then everybody's like plus 300 or something like that at the end. It's, it's just crazy. Yeah. yeah. Dan, any final thoughts for the division? Yeah, I put a sprinkle on the Atlanta Falcons' worst record at plus four hundred. Mm. Shop around for that, but um, yeah, no, we were. We I think we were talking. I think we were on a podcast last year with Minty, 
and we were saying the Houston Texans. We I think it was the Houston Texans and Detroit Lions we had as the the fewest wins last year. Um, yeah. We were pretty close. So yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm gonna go with the Falcons this year for that for that bet. All right, all right. Before we get into our season long player props for the NFC South division, let me tell you guys about the newest sponsor. For SGPN, it's Run Your Pool. Run Your Pool is a home of competition, bringing sports fans and their social circles together to compete, connect, and make every game matter more. Run Your Pool offers every game type under the sun, from Pick'em and Survivor to Fantasy Pools. It's a one-stop shop for sports gaming with customizable features that you don't get anywhere else. We've teamed up with Run Your Pool to host a our official SGPN NFL Survivor Contest. It's free to enter. And some amazing prizes will be announced very, very soon. So hop in to reserve your spot now. Get in over at sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash survivor. That's sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash survivor. We're also brought to you by Sleeper. Sleeper is the fastest growing fantasy platform today with millions of players. And they just passed 4 million users. And now you can win on Sleeper by playing their new over-under game. First in any sport. Choose two or more players that you like and pick the over-under. If you pick correctly, you can win anywhere from two times to over 20 times the money you put in. With the NFL season right around the corner, Sleeper is a first sports contest game built into the fantasy experience. The main reason I'm excited about over-under on Sleeper is that's the only app where I can join my buddies' contest and play together. It's got a built-in group chat where I can see and copy my friends' picks with the tap of a button. It's insanely fun to ride it out together. Stop what you're doing and download Sleeper now to play their new over-under game, have fun with your friends, and make some money. So on your mobile device, go uh, join our listener group on Sleeper by going to sleeper.com slash SGP, and Sleeper will automatically match your first deposit up to $100. That's sleeper.com slash SGP to get that first $100 deposit match on your first deposit. Terms and conditions apply. See Sleeper's terms of use for details. All right, gentlemen, let's get into our season-long player props for the NFC South. Uh, we'll give out about three player props each for this division. Dan, I'll let you kick it off, my man. What's your first player prop for the NFC South? Um, so we start with quarterbacks, running backs, wide receivers. Uh, let's start with – yeah, we'll do quarterbacks first, and then we'll get into the skill position. So let's start with QBs. Cool. So, yeah, mine – I'm going to go all Panthers here and, and like, you know, at the time of recording here, there's definitely limited options for some of these teams just because yeah. there's some stuff in, in flux, but I'm going to go with Baker Mayfield under 22 and a half passing touchdowns. And really what this is, I, I just think that there's going to be several different outs here because Sam Darnold, which I didn't realize they actually were in the same draft class. So Sam Darnold's two years younger than Baker Mayfield, but this is just a hot mess. And I think that there's a chance that, Number one, Baker doesn't beat out Sam Darnold. Two, because he's coming off a serious injury. Uh, two, if Baker does get the starting job and plays like shit, they're just going to put in Sam Darnold. So, you know, if there's no – I haven't gotten a sense, and, and, and Rod alluded to it earlier, it was like I don't get a sense that Matt Rule really knows what he wants to do. So if you don't have, a, if you don't have that vote of confidence in your quarterback, that's just room for players to not play well, not connect with other players, and just not have any continuity going into the season. So I think that's a huge risk for Baker. But also, it's just the system. Last season under Matt Rule, the Panthers only threw for 14 touchdown passes. But if you go back before Matt Rule, they threw 16 touchdowns in 2020 and only 17 touchdown passes in 2019. So you got to go all the way back to 2018 with Cam Newton having a great season for them to show that they actually put the ball in the end zone uh, through the air. And DJ Moore, love him as a receiver, but he just doesn't find the end zone. Who is their red zone target threat? Is it Robbie Anderson, the guy that already said that he doesn't fuck with Baker Mayfield? So, like, <laughs> it's a hot mess, man. And, and again, yeah. it goes back to CMC. If CMC is healthy, sure, that gives you another weapon out of the backfield that you maybe you can dump off pass. But, yeah, I just don't have a lot of faith in Baker Mayfield in this offense to get 22 and a half touchdowns. He's done it. He's gone under in two of four seasons. Um, he had a really good season uh, a couple years ago with the with the Cleveland the Cleveland Browns. I think that's an outlier, man. I, I, Baker is not a guy that I think is going to throw for a lot of touchdown passes. So twenty two and a half seems too much. I'm gonna take the under. I agree with one hundred percent everything you just said. You pretty much took my handicap for Baker Mayfield last season, Dan. I took the under on uh, Baker Mayfield's passing yards, and, and that cleared very easily. I'm going back to the same well. 3,700 and a half passing yards. Give me the under. 
And it's pretty much everything Dan just mentioned there. And I'm just going with the passing yardage. Number one, he's yeah. going to be looking over his shoulder when you have if Sam Darnold still on this roster. Again, we mentioned Matt Corral that they drafted, I think it was a third or fourth round to maybe be the quarterback of the future. So if he's having a great season, I just need him to get into that that one start at the beginning of the season against the Browns, and he can ball out in that game if he, if he wants. But if for the next couple of weeks that he does absolute uh, shit work on the field, uh, <laughs> Sam Darnold or even if Matt Corral is possibly ready or maybe we see him further down in the season, that he comes in and takes over. And we're all of us are down on this team coming into this year. So – Let's just say they are two and eight going into the second half of the season. There's no reason for Baker Mayfield to be, even be out there. Uh, and they put in Matt Crown, see what he has for this team. And, and you know, pots take quote unquote tank and, and get a better draft pick. So for all the reasons that you just mentioned there, Dan, and again, uh, for uh, Baker Mayfield over his career, he's gone over this number. He has gone over this number two out of the four seasons, but again, I feel like that he, it was a better situation for him. It's more of a fade, again, with what Dan said, that we just don't trust Matt Rule. He doesn't know what he's doing, especially offensively. You have the weapons, but again, he I don't think he's a head coach for this team. You need to bring in a better head coach as well. So I'm going under uh, uh, 3,700 and a half passing yards for Baker Mayfield for my first season-long player prop for the quarterbacks for this division. Rod, kicking it over to you, my man. What do you got? Look, I know that when you get released by the Browns as a quarterback, it's a badge of honor. But I, I'm telling you that that long line of <laughs> of quarterbacks is crazy. And yeah, I don't. I, I agree with both you guys as far as Baker Mayfield is concerned. It's not going to happen. But uh, I'm turning my attention to Tom because why not? I mean, you never bet against Tom Brady. I was looking around at his passing touchdown numbers. I don't know what bookmakers are thinking. They set it at 35 and a half. The guy has done nothing short of miracles in the last couple of seasons with Tampa. He's gone over 40 in those two seasons. I, look, I know that they're probably thinking that he's probably going to go back to his, like, you know, Patriots ways, but he's lit it up in Tampa and 35 passing touchdowns. They want to let him throw. They want to let him have this offense. They want to give him the keys to this and for him to be the big marquee name that Tampa needs. Because, look, let's face it, Tampa didn't necessarily get all the best press up until Tom showed up. Yeah, they won a Super Bowl. Yeah, they had some flashy players, but they are legit contenders every year now with Tom Brady on this roster. They know that. Tom knows that. You don't think he's going to go out and at least throw 36 touchdowns this season now that he's got Julio Jones? Yeah, he doesn't have Gronkowski, but whatever. I mean, he can make just about any player on this team good. We've talked about it before. And for his number to be as low as 35 and a half, we keep saying regression is coming. Regression is coming. 40 touchdowns two years ago, 43 touchdowns last season. Where Where is it coming? And even if it does come, you, you think he's going to throw that many less touchdowns to not get him to 36 uh, touchdowns? I, I don't see that happening. I think if, if Munaf was right and this is his last hurrah in the league, best believe he's going to come out guns blazing. He's going to want to set every record that he can on his way out and burn the record books. So, you know, I, I see a 36. I see another 40 touchdown season coming from Tom Brady. And so 36 and a half or 35 and a half seems like a silly number to me. I, yeah. And I agree with everything that you're saying there. I'm not betting against Tom Brady, but it, it you know, from everything that I've kind of uh, I've, I've thought about is that, Hey, Tom Brady, or sorry, they, they promoted Todd Bowles to the, the, the head coaching head coaching position. I think what the conversation has been is that Todd Bowles, go worry about the defense. Me and Byron Leftwich got the offense. Like I've been here for two years. This is my third season. We know what we want to run. I don't care who's on the field. I've done a lot more with a lot less, but I still have Mike Evans. I got Chris Godwin back. I have now Julio Jones as well. Uh, Cameron Braid, I think, is going to be a big part of this offense as well. They have the pass catching um, uh, running backs on the, in the system as well. So I think this is going to be a big year again for Tom Brady. I'm not betting against him either, but uh, Dan, any thoughts on the Brady prop there? Yeah. I mean, the guy led the league in pass attempts last year at 40 yeah. plus. Like, I don't think that slows dude, down. Dude's going to be slinging it. Like, yeah. and they're they're And I said it like earlier, their offensive line isn't as good as it was. So he's going to be getting that ball out quick. And I think, you know, Julio Jones is a guy that we didn't see score a lot of touchdowns. He'd be a guy that I'd be looking at to, to kind of, um, resurrect that because I think with somebody like Tom Brady, like he'll, he'll find his guys. So yeah, I, I don't think there's any, there's any concern about Tom Brady throwing for 36 touchdowns. Speaking of Julio Jones, I'll get to my first wide receiver prop. 
This number is way too low. Dan, you know I like playing the unders, but Julio Jones at 550 and a half receiving yards. Woo! That's way too low. Disrespect. I think that is way too low for uh, Julio Jones coming into this offense with Tom Brady. And I'm going to make sure I read this number correct uh, on one of the books where I found it. Um, But, yeah, Julio Jones – Regular season, total receiving yards. Oh, now it's up to 575 and a half. But I'm still taking the over. Look, last season when he was with the Tennessee Titans, um, he played in 10 games for this team. He had 434 passing yards. Now, I'm oh, sorry, receiving yards. I, I know that the, the the concern with Julio has been health, but I think that's something hopefully that is in the past because everything that I am reading out of the training camp for um, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers is that Julio looks good. He's building that rapport with Tom Brady. I saw some videos today that, you know, that, you know, Julio Jones is catching those balls, middle of the field, getting that yak. He has downfield uh, pass catching ability. Um, and it's still Julio Jones. I understand this is going to be his, let's say, 11th uh, season in the NFL. But I think that now he's in a place where he can be utilized like he was when he's with, with when he was with the uh, Atlanta Falcons. I, hopefully the health issues are behind them. And again, let's keep in mind that Gronk is not there for this team this year. Antonio Brown isn't there for this team last uh, or this season. And I think those two guys combined last season, I did the math earlier, I think it was around 1,300 or 1,400 receiving yards that those two guys had. It has to go somewhere. I think that Julio Jones is going to be the benefactor of that. So I'm taking Julio Jones. Official number, updated number is 575 and a half receiving yards for him with Tom Brady uh, in this offense for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers for this upcoming season, Dan. I think it's great value now because we don't really know. I think that number is only going to climb once we get, you know, a specific indication of when Chris Godwin's going to come back. He's going to be the number two person in this offense. I mean, 575, dude. He could, come on. We know what Julio's capable of. Like, I don't care how old he is. Like, this is probably, this is the, come on, we're comparing Matt Ryan to, and Ryan Tannehill to Tom Brady. So, <laughs> easily the best quarterback he's had um, at his disposal. So, yeah, I'm all in on that. I'm, I'm for sure tailing that over. Uh, Dan, why don't you get off with your uh, next uh, skill position or wide receiver prop if you do have one for this uh, division? Yeah, I too am going to take an over here. And it's it's not a complete well, it's Baker Mayfield, Sam Darnold, and and Matt Corral, maybe. We'll have to throw to somebody. That somebody I think is going to be DJ Moore. I'm gonna take us over 1,075 and a half receiving yards. The yeah. only reason why I'm taking this is because I have zero faith in everybody that is on the Carolina Panthers except DJ Moore. So over the last three seasons, he's averaged 11, uh, 1,175 receiving yards. Robbie Anderson already mentioned he's been making noise about not being happy of losing his quarterback in Sam Darnold. Um, I think this is going to be a crazy target share for for DJ Moore here. He had 28.4 last season, number six in the NFL, um, and also tied in for number six in routes run, number 12 in yards after the catch. Um, this guy's just an explosive playmaker, and when the ball is in his hands and when the ball is schemed to him, he makes plays happen. Now, he doesn't score a lot of touchdowns, but he's like my poor man's like Julio Jones. Like, there's one <laughs> thing you can bank on. It's DJ Moore to get over 1,000 yards. So um, no matter who his quarterback is, I think this is a guy that's pretty much quarterback-proof at this point. Um, he's played with shitty quarterbacks almost his whole career. You know, he got the tail end of Cam Newton. He got to do whatever this bridge Time is with the Panthers now with Sam Darnold and and others, Kyle Allen. Um, DJ Moore is a guy that that's an alpha. So I think he's going to go over 1,075 and a half receiving yards. Yeah, this was what I was looking at as well. But for the reasons that you mentioned at the top that, you know, the um, the inconsistency that this team is going to have at that uh, quarterback position makes me nervous. But I mean, you mentioned it three straight years that this guy had uh, 1,100 or more receiving yards, and this this number, I think, is incorrect. You're right. And, I mean, if we talk about the last three seasons for the Carolina Panthers, like, the quarterback situation hasn't been any better. Like, they had Cam no. Newton, um, you know, but he's, he's you know, he's regressed. He's, he's battled the injuries as well. Last season, Sam Darnold. This year, you know, Sam Darnold's still there. We talked about Baker Mayfield as well. Uh, you know, eventually maybe Matt Crow, like I said, get some playing time, but who knows? But I think that one consistent guy is going to be DJ Moore. And, again, he's a top fantasy guy as well. You guys can, you know, uh, you know attest to that as well. So, 
Rod, thoughts on DJ Moore, and why don't you also give your uh, skill position player prop here as well? Well, Dan said it perfectly. Somebody's got to catch passes, right? I mean, it's not like they're going to go completely out without nobody catching passes. So, yeah, DJ Moore is obviously the, the far and away talent. So whichever quarterback is throwing a passes is probably going to end up being, uh, you know, he's just going to hit that number. Yeah. I have a feeling that that's obviously right. Um, all right. My next one is probably the only somebody that can be catching passes in Atlanta, and that's Kyle Pitts. I know it's not a receiver, but... We treat him like one, right? I mean, obviously, he went over a 1,000 yards uh, in his rookie year, caught 68 passes. His reception total right now is set at 68 and a half. So they're hoping that he catches, well, we're hoping that he catches one more pass than he did in his rookie year from a guy like Marcus Mariota, who is no stranger to having good tight ends at his disposal. In fact, Delaney Walker, in uh, their first season together, caught 94 passes from Marcus Mariota. If nothing else, Marcus Mariota can make uh, um, tight ends actually fantasy relevant and relevant in general. Second year, total 65 uh, um, receptions for Delaney Walker. So again, they meld very well together, do Marcus Mariota and tight ends. And look, everybody said it. Everybody pegs him as a, a tight end that's also a wide receiver. I don't know that you can argue that he's the number one pass catching option in that offense right now i know that there there's a lot of talk about where else can he go with the ball but kyle pitts is going to be the focus and the fact that marcus Mariota deals well with tight ends already and has had a tight end as his highest reception or highest receiving target on a team yeah i mean i like the fact that he can catch 69 passes nice uh in this season so <laughs> Yeah, I think the one thing that, hey, they draft, we talked about they drafted Drake London. Obviously, that uh, defenses are going to have to pay attention to him as well, which I think opened up opportunities for a guys, guy like Kyle Pitts, right? I don't know they traded for Brian Edwards. I'm not very high on him coming into this team. But, um, you know, I, Kyle Pitts is going to be that guy. Dan, I think you said it earlier as well that he's going to fill up the stat sheets this year coming to the year for the Atlanta Falcons. I mean, as bad as this team is going to be, especially defensively, they're going to be playing from behind a lot, and they're going to have to throw the ball a lot to play catch-up and score points. And I think that that's where Kyle Pitts is really going to, you know, accumulate those receptions and those yards for this team. But did you have any other thoughts on Kyle Pitts here, Dan? No, I'm, I'm locked in on Kyle Pitts. Um, I think he's going to be the most prolific receiver that they have. Um, you know, Drake London, certainly going to be a talent, but I think he's going to more so slide into that. Russell Gage type role is second fiddle to Kyle Pitts. Like this is, and I like that Rod brought back um, the success that Mariota had with Delaney Walker because I think that that just shows you yeah. how high of a floor Pitts should have with with Marcus Mariota under center. Yeah, uh, Rod, why don't you kick it off here with our last round of player props here, my man? All right, I'm gonna go with the Saints, but I'm gonna go Michael Thomas under seventy and a half receptions. I know that's not a popular opinion. But again, look, injury is already a factor. We're scared always, especially as the receivers get older. One injury could lead to another injury, could lead to another injury. And he's coming off of this. And I'm still not sold on Jameis Winston. Somebody sell me on Jameis Winston. <laughs> I don't know that he's going to be a, a viable quarterback to get him to 70 and a half receptions. And this is just a gut feeling. And in fact, if you want to fade me, by all means, take the over. I, I, I feel like you're okay doing that as well. But I just, I don't have a lot of faith in this new Orleans saints offense as much as everybody else does. And I, I honestly, I'm not now I'm scared of, of injury. I, I get it. I understand people are like, Oh, you can't always base it, but I've been burned by CMC before <laughs> I've been burned by guys yeah. that are coming off of injury and they say they're fine and they come in and they don't play that well in the beginning part of the year because they're still a little bit gimpy from the injury. So that could take a few receptions off of his totals. You know, there's a lot of factors in there that that could lead me to to have under 70 receptions for uh, Michael Thomas. Again, not a very popular opinion, given the fact that everybody's all in back on him. Is he a talented player? Absolutely. Could he crush this number? 100%. But I'm still scared. And thoughts on uh, Michael Thomas coming back for the Saints? I just don't know. You know, yeah, I it's an unknown. I just don't know. I, I I assume he's good because he had a whole year off, but the way he handled the whole situation was just very unclear. 
of what his motivation was. And like, I just almost feel like he just kind of bailed. I don't know. So I don't, I don't know. Is this guy committed to football? He already got a, he got a significant contract already. So I don't yeah. know. It's, this is just a, a wild card for me. So I think taking the under is the safe bet just because you don't know what you're going to get. Yeah. And that injury risk is always still there. And I mean, again, I think that thing that was really the theme last year for us, Dan was these players getting injured and we cashed a lot on the unders as well. So, yep. um, yeah, Dan, why don't you lead off with uh, or uh, go with your uh, last player prop here? What do you got? Yeah, last one running back, going with CMC under eight and a half rushing touchdowns. All right, you take the handicap here because this is my last one too. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just confused. I mean, I get it. You got to pay a little juice at minus 140, but, you know, he's been under this in four of the last five seasons. We already know about his health risks. And he's also always been like a very active member of the pass game. So, it's not like he was like rushing for an inordinate amount of touchdowns anyway, but in the seven games he played last year, he only had one rushing touchdown before going getting hurt. So they've already talked about scaling back his workload. Um, they got Deontay Foreman, who I think did a good job filling in for Derrick Henry last year. Like I think they wanted a bigger back to get those hard, you know, short yardage situation type plays, and you can use them in the in the red zone too. So. Uh, eight and a half rushing TDs. I don't maybe eight and a half total TDs. I could get behind on the over, but like rushing specifically, Christian McCaffrey, I'm out. Got to fade it. I agree. I mean, everything that you just said, that was in my last player prop as well. I mean, yeah, he had that one great season where he had 2000 total scrimmage yards and he had, you know, an MVP caliber. rushing touchdown. Yeah. You know? Like, and, and I think Outlier. the thing that you just mentioned there, two points, exactly what I would have mentioned. Number one, scaling back his workload that he doesn't get injured again. Number two, you have you brought in uh, Dante Foreman on this team. That's probably going to be your bruiser back. Or if you get down to you know within the five yard line and you need to hand it off, you're probably not going to give that to CMC. Um, and number three for me is that CMC, like you mentioned, is probably more involved in the passing game. Recess, re- receiving yards, or sorry, re- uh, receiving touchdowns is probably something I would look at. Maybe taking it over with CMC because we talked about DJ Moore is not that guy that's been getting touchdowns. So somebody has to catch those pass catches and getting those touchdowns. I think CMC is that guy. But as far as rushing touchdowns, CMC is probably not that guy. This is not the guy that you want to pound the ball with. And and he is a smaller guy. I know he is elusive and he has that quickness. But again, I just don't think that down in the red zone or or within the five or ten yard line or even at the goal line. Like, this is the guy you want to hand the ball off to. Maybe they do a couple times, but again, there's just several indicators for, I think, both of it, Dan, you and I can agree that yeah. it's it's going to be more that, hey, get the yardage, get us first downs and third, third down situations. And there's more indicators that are leading towards under on this play versus taking an over on his, on his rushing yards because I saw that number as well. Like, and then we're both in agreement here. Eight and a half is way too many, especially for a guy that's only played what 10 combined games over the last two seasons uh, for the Carolina Panthers. All right. So I don't have a handicap. That was going to be the last one I had as well. So um, yeah, let's do this. Let's take uh, one more. I'll read one more uh, ad break here. And then we'll identify best bets. So let me tell you guys about IP vanish. IP vanish. Did you know that browsing online using incognito mode doesn't actually protect your privacy? That's right. Without added security, you might as well give away all your private data to hackers, advertise your ISP and other prying eyes. That's why we at SGPN use IP vanish VPN to make it easy to stay truly private and secure on the internet. IP vanish helps you safely browse the internet by encrypting 100% of your data. This means that your private details, passwords, communications, Browsing history and more will be completely shielded from falling into the wrong hands. Even your physical location will be hidden. IP Vanish makes you virtually invisible online. It's that simple. You can use IP Vanish on unlimited devices without sacrificing on speed, your computers, tablets, phones, even devices like your Fire Stick when you're streaming media. Whether I'm at home or in public, I don't go online anymore without using IP Vanish. IP Vanish is offered an incredible 70% off the yearly plan for our listeners with a 30-day money-back guarantee. That's like getting nine months for free. IP Vanish is super easy to use. All you have to do is tap one button and you're instantly protected. You won't even know it's on. Stop sharing with the world everything you stream, everything you search for, and everything you buy. Take your privacy back today with the brand rated 4.6 out of 5 on Trustpilot. So go to IPVanish.com slash SGP and use promotional code SGP and claim your 70% savings. That's IPVanish.com slash SGP. 
All right, gentlemen, let's close it out strong. Let's identify one best bet, maybe one that you're a little higher on than the three that we did give out. Uh, Dan, let me start with you, my man. Uh, your best bet out of the three player props that we gave out. Yeah, I'd say CMC under eight and a half rushing TDs. That That's the one I got to get behind. Um, just given his injury history, um, the signing of a bigger back uh, to potentially take away some of that workload, scaling back that workload on top of um, just his, I don't know, he had one outlier season where he went off in rushing touchdowns and then the rest of it's been kind of mediocre, um, only going over and four, uh, going under and four in the last five seasons. So uh, I think this is a good bet uh, to fade Christian McCaffrey here on the goal line. I, I agree with that 100%, my man. Um, Rod, best bet for the NFC South division here, buddy. Yeah, you'll never find me arguing with an under on CMC. That dude's burnt me way too many times <laughs> in my life. Uh, I, my best bet, Tom Brady, uh, over 35 and a half uh, passing touchdowns. I mean, all he needs is 36, and he's had 40 the last couple of seasons. There's, there's really not much more of a case you need to make for Tom Brady other than the fact that, I don't know, the world gets swallowed up in a, in a giant wormhole and he can't get to 34, <laughs> but it's just not going to happen. He's going to throw at least 35, 36, 37. Yeah. He'll get there. He'll get to, to 35 and a half easily. Yeah. I mean, I'm not betting it's Tom Brady. I think that, you know, Tom Brady always plays with that chip on the shoulder, no matter how many rings he has, he's out there with intensity. And I think that again, we talked about it. He's done less. Uh, he's done more with a lot less, especially when he's with the Patriots and now being third year in the system, I agree with this play 100%. Tom Brady over. What was the number again you said, Rod? 35 and a half? Okay. Passing touchdowns. All right. Uh, my best bet, I'm going to go with his uh, newest receiver as my best bet there. Julio Jones over 575 and a half receiving yards. I think this guy is finally healthy. I know the last two seasons with the Falcons and the uh, Tennessee Titans when he was there, he, he was struggling with some injuries. But even last season, like I mentioned in the handicap, that in 10 games he had 400 and I think it was 34 uh, receiving yards um, for the Tennessee Titans. Prior to that, in nine games, 771. Uh, there's going to be a, a a huge piece of the pie that's that's left behind by Antonio Brown and Rob Gronkowski. And again, we don't know exactly when Chris Godwin is going to be on the field. He's coming back from the ACL injury. I know he's back at practice, but we're not sure if he's actually going to be ready for uh, week one or you know maybe miss a couple weeks. So that's where I think Julio Jones is really going to step up for this team. So. I'm going to go Julio Jones over 575 and a half uh, receiving yards for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers as my best bet for the NFC South division. All right, gentlemen, that's going to do it for this edition of the PropCast. Two divisions down, six more to go for the NFL season-long player props. Uh, my favorite time of the year getting into these props. But uh, before we get out of here, Dan, anything else you want to get off your chest uh, and let the people know where they can find you, my man? Uh, nothing else. I just hate this division. So I don't know these books need to open up some more, uh, some more, um, players here because I think yeah. there's some other values that, that we're missing out on, but yeah, find me on Twitter at Dan Titus. Um, I'm going to be doing NFL gambling podcast, prop cast, man, NBA is going to be here before we know it. So yeah, stay, stay locked in with us. And, uh, yeah, shouts to Kramer, man. Best ball mania three, this man draft day 2.0. This has just been we got to get a Guinness Book of World Records. I, I don't. Has he had the most drafts in the 24-hour period? Like, I feel like there's got to be something out there. So, um, definitely <laughs> for a good cause. If you guys haven't donated yet, do that uh, for homie DJ and Daryl. Um, yeah. Great cause. So, yeah, all love to the SGPN crew. Yeah, 100%. They are, I believe, on their last draft here. I'm looking at it live in front of me. So I think they're, they have 13 minutes left before he gets to 24 hours. So they just started their life, uh, sorry, their last best ball draft. But, uh, Rod, anything else before we get out of here, buddy? Yeah, uh, you know, you said that I picked the hardest division for you last week or last time. <laughs> this was even worse, my friend. So, uh, yeah, hopefully. <laughs> I mean, we're at least we're giving them good content despite yeah. being yeah. division. Yeah. So. You know what I'm saying? Uh, yeah, find me on Twitter at RJ Gomez. Subscribe to the F1 Gambling Podcast, the NASCAR Gambling Podcast. I'll be doing some work with the NFL Gambling Podcast. Um, if there's a show on the SGPN, I'm on it somewhere. So just uh, catch me there if you want to hear more of my voice. But yeah, follow me on Twitter at RJ Gomez to find the rest. The hardest working men in the betting industry, Dan and Rod. Uh, glad to have them on board on the PropCast and also the NFL Gambling Podcast. It's going to be a fun, fun NFL season. Um, we'll be back again next week for the PropCast. We'll dig into another division for you guys. So stay with us, rock with us. We're going to try to make you guys some more money like we did last season. 
Gentlemen, thank you so much for joining us. Like I said, we'll be back next week. You can find me on Twitter at SportsNerd824. Um, make sure to follow all of us here on Twitter. We always have some nuggets to drop on Twitter as well as follow the SGPN app all or download the SGPN app. Everything right there at your fingertips with all the pods that myself and Rod are on as well as all the other SGPN contributors. Good luck with your bets. Let's break these books off and let it ride. <laughs>